0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Intentional Wellbeing Podcast. Today, I'm talking to a really great friend of mine. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see us tagging each other and stuff, talking about stuff on Instagram. This is my really good friend, Kara, from Raven Yoga, and we met, uh, I don't even know if it was 2018 maybe. The pandemic really confuses me in terms of a timeline. I can't remember. I know it was pre-pandemic, so it could be 2017, 2018, or possibly 2019, the summer of, uh, at a yoga festival. uh, Actually, at a yoga workshop I was doing in Toronto, a one-day kind of event, and we became fast friends. If you do not know Kara, Kara is uh, she-they. She resides in the greater Hamilton area, which in a couple of years will probably end up being the greater Toronto area. I like to call it the Golden Horseshoe Valley, not too far away from where I grew up and where the majority of my family live. She is a movement coach, yoga instructor, mentor, logistical genius, all the things you can catch her live, her classes live Uh, Soon to be on Yoga for Everyone. She's also got classes on Yoga for Everyone TV if you want to check her out. And she works for Insight Timer. And her and I are co-conspirating to do something really fun that we're here to share with you today and talk about. And today, welcome to the Intentional Wellbeing Podcast, Kara. Woo! Thank you for being here. (laughs) How are you, my friend? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. I am... I'm a little
1: croaky today, so I apologize mm-hmm. to people. Um, but you know, I, I'm also pretty darn lucky. Uh, yes, technically, I currently actually have COVID, but compared to some of the horror mm-hmm. stories, um, I've got a pretty mild case. So you know, other than the throat being a little unhappy, Are I'm you doing pretty, I'm pretty good.
0: good. I had a really mild case. I well. really am. Yeah. Good. I'm glad.
1: Yeah. I'm. I'm. I feel very lucky. I mean. You know, three vaccines in you'd hope. But, uh... You don't know though,
0: <laughs> and this is your fourth vaccine now that you have it, right? So now you'll have four vaccines, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel, I kind of feel that way. And as we know, it's inevitable, right? I have been reading, um, you know, uh, from the World Health Organization, the CDC, and Health Canada, that it is inevitable at some point that we all will get some form of the virus. Uh, I'm, uh, believe in science and vaccination for those of you who, uh, might be new here, but I have got, um, the four, I've got my two boosters. I got the two original shots. I got the two boosters and I had COVID. So I'm feeling, you know, because I had COVID and I was already, I think I had the two, possibly the three. I didn't know I even had COVID for like a week. Like I just assumed it was asthma because I have asthma and it presented as asthma and I was taking my asthma medication and it was happening and I got it, um, the end of March, beginning of April. And that's usually when my asthma flares anyway, when all things start budding, I noticed that anyway. So I had written it off, uh, until I uh, got that croup cough where I was like yelping like a seal. And then I was like, this is new. I haven't done this before. Took a COVID test and it turned out positive. And uh, quite frankly, I just reclined back here to my office. I uh, I rolled out of bed and I, you know, ordered some snacks uh, via Instacart, had them dropped off at the front door. And I um, I laid low for about three days, but from start to finish, I, probably because I had it the week before, I think I was positive for one day and three days later I was negative. So
1: yeah, we, so uh, my whole household oh. has it. Um, so we haven't bothered to isolate from each other because we're all sick yeah um we we also did the instacart thing though we did the title right of (laughs) course of course (laughs) of course but you know it's just we're all taking it as easy as we can that's all you can do uh, you know hydrating and resting you know We're, and like you said, we're all going to get it. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in science and vaccines too. I'm three vaccines in my actual fourth vaccine is booked for the mm, 20th. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so I'm just shy of what I was supposed to be vaccinated yes. for four. And uh, I was supposed to be teaching at an event on Sunday and Saturday night, I started feeling a little rough. And one of my partners, uh, Saturday or Sunday morning was feeling pretty rough. And I'm like, should we do COVID tests? And I was like, yeah, probably. And we did. And mine came back negative on yeah. Sunday. Mine came back positive yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Which it is Monday. takes a couple of days. And, okay. and um, but his came back positive Sunday. And it's like, well, I guess I'm not going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Really,
0: you know, I'm grateful that you didn't have to fly anywhere because that sucks when you have to cancel a flight somewhere. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. That that would that not be totally good. Totally so. sucks. But yeah. So welcome to the podcast. I have a burning question for you Thank right you. now. If you're ready, please. I'm what ready. is your idea? The like, what is your concept? Your thought process. What does intentional well being mean to you? That's the burning question I ask most people.
1: That you know, it's a great question, and I guess for me. um having spent a lot of my life feeling like I wasn't worthy of my own Mm. care. Um, Intentional well-being has been an evolving experience of, of recognizing that I am in fact worthy of taking care of myself and then processing through what do I need from myself? Um, And right. And it, it's, it's very much a journey and it's a journey I'm still mm-hmm. on. And I really hope six months from now I could give you an even mm-hmm. better answer. Mm-hmm. Um, a good answer. But right now, but right now it's about, um, choosing to view myself as a mm, whole person. That's big. Acknowledging that I am, um, beautiful and flawed all in one. Yep. And that I am going to make mistakes. Yep. You're human. And that and that I can grow from them and learn and do better, but also give myself grace for those oh, mistakes. Brilliant. Because I'm human. Brilliant. So yeah, there's my answer to this. <laughs>
0: brilliant. I think it's important for us to acknowledge <laughs> that, though, that we are human. We're going to step in it. We're going to fuck it up. We're going to, you know, and we learn from that. And... I, I think I like the quote, I, I believe it was Nelson Mandela, I could be wrong here, please don't quote me, that says, you know, I don't lose, I either, you know, I either win, or I learn, and, or I learn. Yeah. and stepping in it is a great way to learn, depending on how you step in it, and how people call you in, call you out, or call you up. But we're human beings, we're learning things. And I don't know about you, but things in the world are evolving, like so quickly that sometimes I just, um, I'm caught up in my own life for a while. So I'm not caught up on the current lingo or what's going on in the world right at this moment that I should be geared in. Like, the places where I find like I screw up is I hear a quote from somebody I used to admire, and then I put it up on my Instagram page. And then somebody's like, Oh, didn't you know? I'm like, Oh, what have they done? And it's my, it's my opinion. And it might be an unpopular one. If you dig back far enough in people's past, you're going to find something problematic that you didn't know about. So at what point do I say, Oh, I understand this person did something shitty, but this quote right here is still valid for the world, even though that shitty person said it. And I, I made that point on one of my Instagram posts where people are like, haven't you heard? And I'm like, It's like I was so caught up in this person being problematic that I didn't know this other person was also problematic. And somebody said to me, even a a broken clock is twice, is right twice a day. And I was like, huh, that's an interesting way of looking at stuff.
1: Well, and I think, I mean, it's, and it's, it's from my perspective. And I I come to it with, to hopefully an understanding of my levels of privilege and things like that. But that in fact, we are all women. And none of us have it figured out and none of us are perfect. And so, yeah, I agree with you 100%. If if we look back at everyone's past, we've all screwed up royally. The question to me becomes if somebody has messed up and they've been hopefully called in. Because that's, again, one of those places where I really believe calling in tends to be far more effective than calling out. Although sometimes you just got to call it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. But I think... I think calling in tends to be more effective. Um, How have they responded? Have they chosen to grow? Have they chosen to own their mistakes? Have they chosen to try to be better? Or are they doubling down? That's the
0: thing is the doubling down and not sitting with the discomfort that you made a mistake. Like I'm the first person to go like, oh, no. What did I do? What did I say? How do I make repair? I was unaware that this was problematic or if this person was problematic. I listen, um, I'm grateful for you calling me in, calling me out, calling me up. Um, I'm, I will never do this again, you know? And I just wish I had the time to vet everybody at, um, (laughs) <laughs> at the level of vetting that I need to do, just because they said something that was really cool or did something that I thought was helpful to humanity. Does it instantly yeah. if they've done something that has been helpful to humanity, but yet they've done something else that's been problematic, does one cancel out the other? That was my question.
1: <laughs> and I mean to me, again, I don't necessarily think it does. I mean, I think there are people out there doing amazing work who who maybe are still struggling to grow in certain areas yeah. of their lives. And I think um, it really, it really depends on how they handle. And so sometimes like I know, and I her, I don't remember what the quote was, but I remember you posted something and I remember messaging you and saying, just as an FYI, this yes. person has done some homophobic yes. stuff. And it, and it isn't meant to be, to take away, but it, it was never meant to take away from the good they do right? Because I think we need to see people as yeah. yes. we want. Yes, It's just about being yes. aware um, yes. you know, because I've, I've also privately messaged people um, and I, I can think of exactly who the person that they were quoting was and I'm like, so you know that person's really Yes. Really, really like aggressively phobic. Like just, just mean. And I'm, I'm like, you know I'm not saying that this particular quote is a bad quote because it's not. It's a really good one but just be aware that anybody who's in a bigger body who realizes this person's really fat phobic might get kind of triggered by the fact that you're supporting them. Yeah. But nobody's, we're, no, oh, none of us, have, like, none of us haven't figured and out. And
0: let's be we've honest as fat out. folks, <laughs> you and I, as fat identifying folks, we've been fat phobic because we've been trained to be fat phobic. And sometimes we oh, are yeah. still fat phobic and don't know that we are being fat phobic oh. because we've been conditioned for uh-huh. the last 40 plus years to be fat phobic. This is like, this is a one hundred percent for sure.
1: There is, there is a person I follow Uh, On Instagram, whom I get upset with myself sometimes because I will see what they're wearing and that critical mm -hmm. voice in my head that was trained Mm -hmm. into me for 40 Mm -hmm. plus years responds. And I'm like,
0: and it's out. I know you have, but you're aware. That's the key. There'd be a time where you wouldn't be aware of it or it would be totally acceptable Um, and you would say it and that would be that. Like, oh my God, she shouldn't be wearing that. They should be wearing
1: that. And I, and I, I specifically consciously work around fat phobia. It's one of the things I really um, am consciously trying to work on in the world. And I still yeah. do it. So, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I'm not going to shame somebody mm-hmm. for it. Again, my response is what happens <laughs> when you are called in and invited in to do better?
0: Do you do it? Do you double yeah.
1: down? Or do you do you say, oh, crap, I yeah, need
0: to learn? Yeah, and I'm okay when people say, oh, crap, I need to learn. I actually prefer yeah. it because I don't expect everybody to know yeah. everything. And I actually get quite triggered or activated when people expect me to know everything. Like i I get that I'm out here uh-huh. talking about a lot of stuff, but things are changing rapidly. And last time I checked, I'm not only this one thing. Like there's this idea, I you know, I was having a couple conversations with different people about my Instagram feed being all over the place, and I needed to really cultivate it and streamline it and curate it. And I'm like, but I am all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not one thing. Yeah. I'm not only um, a yoga teacher. I'm not only a Pilates teacher. I'm not only like a intentional movement person. I'm also a mom and I also have a partner and I also like nature and I like to eat food and I like to put on makeup and I like to sometimes do those stupid TikTok trends where, you know, they have the (laughs) scrolling thing over your head or, you know, put on this filter with a bunny nose. Like I, it can't all be super serious. And I also want to support people in my community or people I think who are doing great work that everybody should see. So of course my Instagram is going to be all over the place. If you're really interested in exactly what I do, that's what my website is for. My Instagram's a little bit, um, I don't know, just a little bit of fun for me. Like it's sometimes a release for me. It's just creative stuff. That I like to talk about or things that like give me chills or goosebumps because today I posted there's been about a, a lot of backlash lately from a very small group of people, mostly middle aged white men, which I find very strange over the over the Little Mermaid. Uh, Disney dropped the Little Mermaid trailer and I'm just kind of like how weird is it that you are so concerned about this and there have been some yeah. very racist posts on stuff and so I posted yes, I you know I'm choosing not to post that stuff I'm choosing to post the little girls reactions to seeing which made me cry isn't the joy yeah, maybe oh cry. yeah it's
1: amazing it I, I I've sat and watched multiple of those videos and I'm like getting goosebumps. Uh-huh. The joy these little girls are having, and I'm just like, um, you know, and I'm so grateful to see the number of people who are in fact sharing those joy. More videos. people
0: that are talking shit about them. More, you know, yeah, right. And I'm
1: like, let's just keep that, that energy. Going we don't need to hear from the racists. Those little girls, and and let me tell you, fine. It was the Emmy Awards, and I don't know how many of those little girls. We're watching the Emmy Awards, Lizzo? but Lizzo and Cheryl Lee Ralph, and I'm blanking on her name, and I feel really guilty. But from Abbott Elementary, I don't know that show. Who won? Okay, Um but a lot of these amazing, talented Black women won oh, last night, happy. and I'm like, yes, 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 because it's like <sighs> we need these little girls to, to 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 grow up and know that they are that this potential exists. Absolutely.
0: And Lizzo, I think was really touched my heart and made me cry because she said she wanted to see somebody that looked like her. And the thing that I remember, the people that looked like me when I was growing up was like Nell Carter from Give Me a Break. And she was made fun of. It was constantly a fat phobic show. And so I was constantly reminded that my fat body, like she never had a date. She was never seen as a as an attractive or sexual mm-hmm. object or not that that's what I want. She's never, I, I should rephrase that, that she was like worthy of romantic love. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what I mean to say, that she was mm-hmm. worthy of romantic love or a relationship. She really much played the mammy character, which is where Absolutely. black women are often like there's, there's three archetypes that black women are often portrayed as you're either the Sapphire. So you're like, you know, Neck thing telling people off da da, da 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 right you're that person, or you're the Jezebel, so you're shaking your butt in a rap yeah. video or you're scantily caught yeah. or you're highly sexualized or you're the mammy, so you're everybody's mother and you're taking yeah. care and it seems like we can't break out of those those archetypes. Uh, When we're presented in media and to see somebody like Lizzo that doesn't really fit any of those archetypes say I wanted to see somebody who was brown like me and fat like me and the thing that made touched my heart beautiful like me she said that and that made me cry. I I was on the bike at the gym and I started crying on my bike. And I said, that's what I wanted to hear because I was out in the world and somebody, we were, we were actually renting e-bikes when I was out in Collingwood and the owner of the e-bike place was set. I said something and she goes, oh my God, that just reminded me of Lizzo. You remind me of Lizzo. And I'm like, thank you. Cause Lizzo is beautiful, you know, and just an aside, not all mm-hmm. black people look the same. I don't think I look anything like Lizzo, but I understand
1: you, but what I will give you is that really strong going yes, energy. Yes, is representative. A hundred percent, you do not look yeah. like Lizzo, yeah. but but you have energy. that that really the energy that strong. Capable, yep, I'm fabulous. Yes, energy. I do have Lizzo energy. Um, um, yeah, I will take I, that. <laughs> yeah, I the one actually speaking a similar story. One day I was in uh Walmart, and this gentleman stops me and goes you
0: I didn't touch nothing
1: (laughs) and this my hair was longer at the time because you know my hair you are
0: very free with your hair which is fun yes he's like
1: you look like that 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 baby girl girl. off of that criminal mind oh
0: I don't watch that show and I'm like
1: okay so uh, the character's name is Penelope Garcia but Shamar Moore was in the show and he always called her baby girl And she was this quirky, bigger bodied, but really pretty,
0: fun hair. And I'm
1: like,
0: oh, you made oh, you made my week. wonderful. <laughs> and you know, the way you said that makes me think of how we are socialized. You said, bigger bodied, but really beautiful. Damn it. I did. Yeah, yeah. And I just, when I heard you say it, you didn't say and, you said but. And but that's social conditioning. Just I remember. We just, okay. yes. we just finished saying we're still learning. We just finished saying we're still learning. We have been socialized for forty <laughs> plus years to think that fat and ugly are on the same on the same trope or on the same yeah. side or two sides of the same coin. But yeah, that makes me happy. And They are one hundred percent not. One hundred percent not. Look at us. We are fat. It. We are fat right? and fabulous. Fat and fat. Fabulous and fun. Almost fifty and,
1: and just, just after past 50. fifty. Just
0: a little over the hill. <laughs> I own that. I like that. I say that. I feel blessed to get oh, older. Oh, I am so good me with too. my age. I'm blessed to get older. I really am, because uh, there was a time in my life where I, you know, I I wasn't feeling so good, and I I just I'm 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 impressed that I've made it this far. It's been a it's been a journey. Yeah. So having said that, I'm sorry. Never, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say I never thought I'd see forty, let alone nearly right? fifty. Right. So, so yeah, I'm, it's a blessing every you feel every me. bit of it.
0: So we have yeah. some exciting news that we are on here and want to share because in this moment we're talking about intel- intentional well-being right now this is a really great segue. We talked about being seen and feeling comfortable in our own skin and being having a platform to see ourselves represented and this segues quite nicely into a project that Kara and I are doing on October 22nd, 2023. Kara, what are we doing on October 22nd, 2023?
1: We are doing an intentional well-being, for lack of a better word, conference
0: but- retreat, whatever. Yeah, conference sounds conference. kind of fun uh, in that uh, people seem to understand the terminology around conference, but it, it's just this open day of intentional well-being and I have wanted to be a part of something like this for a long time and it's very much uh, modeled after um, or I took inspiration from the melanin yoga project which is in Houston which was the last event that I did Uh, prior to everything closing down the pandemic in February of 2020 with uh, Davida, her last name will come to me in a minute, but she, uh, Davina, she does a conference in Houston and she, and she invited me to come and it was the first time in a long time that I saw a lot of representation that people who look like me were in the majority. And that is rare in yoga spaces and wellness spaces Mm -hmm. and that presenters look like me. And it was just, It's just a warm, fuzzy feeling when you see yourself represented. And I've always wanted to participate in, you know, shall I say it? the yoga conference the toronto yoga conference never have been invited applied to present never had even anybody even acknowledge that i applied to present um and pretty much begging to be a part of that and if you know anything about the toronto yoga conference they certainly have a diversity problem i've been calling them out for the better part of a decade and i think uh the year before covid they reached out to me on my instagram after like i I literally called them out. There's calling in and calling out and I just called them out. I blasted Uh them on my Instagram and they slid into my DMs and I said to them, I'd be more than willing to help you with your diversity problem. Here are my consulting fees and they want me to do the work for free. They didn't want to hire me to help them out in any kind of way or recommend people that are actually a lot of super awesome local teachers that you could hire That are right in Toronto, Hamilton, Niagara Falls, that have wonderful followings, that own studios, that are incredible people, that are featured in like the Toronto Star and the Globe and Mail. And, you know, like people who really have a presence that, you know, in the community that are also happen to be people of color. And I could really help them with that. But they were only interested in engaging me if I would offer my services for free. And so I thought, fuck them. And yeah. I'm not I'm not I yeah. don't care. I'm not yeah. interested in helping them. So I wanted to do something that was counter to what they are doing, where we are centering the voices of folks who have been traditionally excluded. So the LGBTQIA plus community, um, we are also want to work with people with all kinds of diverse bodies, people from the disability community, people uh, uh, black and other people, black, brown, and other people of color. We really want to highlight excellence in all of those communities and really really show people there are people out in the world who really want to make well-being, uh, yoga, Pilates, movement, mobility practices really about all of us. And there are phenomenal teachers that are going to come to this. And I'm even, yeah. you know, importing a few of my friends from across, I want to say across the pond, but it's not, it's in America. <laughs> I'm even bringing people in from <laughs> from people that I've worked with uh, at big conferences and done wonderful things with who really believe in the project who are coming down. People like Sean J. Moore. Um, if you're not following him, please do. He does a sound snack that will blow your mind. So he does sound healing as a, um, accessible and equitable practice. Cause even if you are deaf or hearing impaired, you can still feel the b- vibration of that. So that is really Absolutely. a wonderful healing process. He'll be doing that. There's chair love yoga. Who's coming down. She does a lot of wonderful stuff. We're going to have a chair party, like I yoga chair party. So we're excited about that. My friend Dorian Warrior is coming down. He's a neo soul artist and he'll be singing and we'll be doing a yoga together. So there'll be yoga and live music. Um, nice day Pilates is on board. So there's gonna be a lot of folks who are coming down and sharing. So we have local talent, we have international talent, and we are really centering those voices that often are secondary come as a second thought or a last thought or you get called out because you don't have any diversity and then you start scrambling for folks because you never thought that perhaps we could find a teacher of color or a a queer teacher to come or a, a teacher with a disability to come and share um what they have learned and come and share their experience and open the door to other folks who are from that community to participate in your in your wellness space so that's what we're doing
1: yeah. And, and just so sort of to flesh it out a little bit, because, you know, um, Diane covered the, the sort, of, sort of some of the presenters brilliantly. We're also not just going to be highlighting yes. movement. We're going to be highlighting other parts of actual intentional well-being. Um, so things like body image work, um, but we're also going to hopefully be having um, local uh, healing type modalities there and things like that like there's so many things that it's going to include and and it's not going to just be movement so if you're kind of like oh well I don't really want to take a class don't Don't worry there's going to be so much there for you you don't have to take a single movement class all day and you are still going to have tons Tons to to do And we're uh,
0: excited because we're starting do. to look for vendors. One of the vendors is uh, Love My Mat, which I love. I've got like sandbags from them. I've got a block from them. They're local to like Hamilton. They're going to be helping yep. us out. There's going to be a lot of local vendors there. I'm there. Um, they, yeah, Love My Mat is a local mother and daughter run. I modern, love it. So, so we're that's who we're celebrating yeah. at least at at this conference is the folks that are usually forgotten or not even considered. And I really want this to be something that grows. So we started off thinking one day, because I'm simply dipping my toe in the pond. And that's kind of how I operate. When I opened my first yoga studio, I started by renting a hall in a church. And that's where I ran yoga. I just rented a room and I did yoga out of that room. And then I moved on to having my own uh, brick-and-mortar studio space once I felt like, okay, this is sustainable. So I want to do something that is sustainable. I want to do something that's community-focused. I also want to do something that elevates the voices of the people in the community that often don't get elevated or are not part of the platform. Mm So I'm very fortunate, lucky. I usually don't use the word lucky, but I'm very, very fortunate and blessed to know, to know Miss Kara, to have that, you know, serendipitous meeting at Union Yoga Studio. (laughs) And a moment, I think you were in the class, I have pictures of you on my phone practicing. I have that you, you and Fringe on my phone practicing. And then I walked by you and you were in your car with a friend. And we had another moment to interact because I remember specifically you sitting in a car with a friend and the two of you were talking as we were like exiting, um, the event and we had another moment of interaction and we have been friends ever since. It's just one of those, yeah, it's been one of those just kind of serendipitous things.
1: I will, and there so, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to Mm. you before, but there were, there are people in the world who I will see and go, oh, that's one of my people. They don't know it yet, <laughs> but that's one of my people. I
0: love that. And so
1: that day I was like, oh, okay. She's one oh, of my people. I love
0: that. I love that. I love that.
1: I just, I just like, I knew. It I love like, that. Okay, yeah. I
0: love that for me, but I love that for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. Never I love that journey
0: again. for me. Oh, I just, I think I told you the <laughs> other day when I'm, another intentional well-being thing that I do when I'm feeling sad or angry at the world. So if I'm feeling angry at the world, I usually eat something, because um, that's usually what's going on. Um, <laughs> or I might have an edible, sometimes that helps as well. But I usually watch um, outtakes of Schitt's Creek i'll go and i'll go on youtube and find like compilations of david's funniest moments alexis's funniest moments moira's funniest moments or you know what i mean like i'll find or yes. And I, if I'm feeling some kind of way, it switches my mood instantaneously. I go from crying or angry at the world to, you know, laughing my head off so much so that I'm like dabbing my eyes and literally peeing my pants. So I just, those are the things that make me feel good in my intentional well-being. And I, and I want that to feel like this event that, you know, if you're feeling some kind of way, that you come to this event and you get some joy.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that you find a place where you feel like you're seen and like you are valued. And, and because yeah, you know, for different reasons, but both of us have gone through that experience, especially in wellness spaces where we feel like we are like, we should be hiding in the back of the room. Yep. And neither of us have the personality to hide in the not usually.
0: I'm usually front and center. Like, I usually roll out my mat front and center. Um, Unless I'm tired and I'm like, I really should take this class. Like, I could learn from this person, then I'll go off to the corner, and then they'll reorient the room and I'll end up sitting right in front of them. So that that happens. (laughs) The universe puts me where I need to be. Yep.
1: And interestingly for me, I'm
0: always at the front
1: of the room, generally, if I can get it as well. But the reason I am is because, um, my neurodivergent brain, I get distracted. I understand very, very that. Easily. And so I don't want anybody else's practice.
0: Distracting yeah, me. I get that. I get yeah. that. That's how I,
1: I want to be, I want to yeah, be, be
0: front and center. Usually when I come into a space, I'm usually either front and center if we're, if it's going to be a lecture or to the right or the left front row, to the right or the left next to the wall. So if I'm taking a yoga mm-hmm. class, I'm on the right, first two rows if I can manage, and I'm at the wall because you're gonna pull out some kind of balance situation and I'm not gonna be able to do it without the wall or whatever. And I just like to have the wall. Pop, yes. all the wall. Is my favorite the pop. wall. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> call the wall from Power Patrol. No, just kidding. Power Patrol is something else. But anyway, yes, yeah, so we're really excited and we've started to put everything together. By the time we air this podcast, the website should be up and you can save the date. We're going to have tiered and sliding scale pricing. We'll have opportunities for vendors to apply. We'll also have a space, if, um, I believe we'll a space for a local teacher to apply if we haven't approached you already about being a part of it and you think you might want to be a part of it. We also have uh, Open Openings for volunteers. It's going to be an amazing, amazing event. We're doing it at the Hamilton Convention Center. I think it's called Carmen's. I think that's the...
1: Carmen's is the company that the convention center. Yes. They... They have been a longstanding uh, business here in the city and they run a few venues and they, they include the
0: I love that. And I mean, there's what I love about this is there's a quiet space for those of us who might feel overstimulated. There's a place for you to just sit and have quiet time. There's places for you to eat your lunch. We're right in downtown Uh, Hamilton, and there are tons of local restaurants and outdoor spaces to have your lunch. So there's even like an outdoor kind of patio space that we can have that's going to have a a selfie Mm -hmm. wall for you to take, you know, whatever selfie picture you feel you want to take. So it's just, I'm Oh my goodness. I just cannot wait. I'm excited. I am so so excited excited and I'm so nervous about it too, because I just want everybody to have an exceptional time. And the way I'm picturing it in my brain, I'm hoping people will just, I don't know just like leave, like float out of the space at the end. And if anybody's looking to perhaps sponsor the event, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to myself at uh, diane at dot com, or you can reach out to Kara at, is it Raven Yoga?
1: Kara at raven, R-A-E-V-Y-N-N
0: dot, dot yoga. yoga. Oh, perfect. Awesome. So you can reach out to either of us if you're interested in sponsoring the event, because we want to make it accessible to as many people as possible. So we re- were always looking for sponsorship and there's lots of different tiers of sponsorship. If you're looking to be a vendor or possibly a teacher, we also want to hear from you. And, you know, and all our contact information will be in the show notes. Mark your calendars. Kara and I are, are, are opening the doors to what we hope will be an ongoing on growing event in the Hamilton area. I'm excited. And again, accessible from lots of different places accessible from like upstate New York, Buffalo, uh, Toronto, Ontario, Niagara Falls, look at me Niagara Falls, Uh, Bimbrook, (laughs) Collingwood, Windsor, Essex County.
1: (laughs) And for our friends uh, who are question, have questions about accessibility, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, the building itself is fully accessible and uh, we are going to be working our very best to make it as, as accessible as we can possibly make it.
0: Um, and and please don't hesitate to reach out. Absolutely, questions. we are here in the planning stages. And if there's anything that you would like to see at this event that we can make happen, we are completely and utterly open to that. And so, I, I don't know. it's, it feels like this has been a long time coming. I've certainly been thinking about it for a long time, and it just feels like the right time and the right thing to do. Yeah, it just
1: things happen exactly I tell people that
0: all the time especially when they come to yoga for the first time they're like oh I should have been doing this years ago and I'm like well years ago maybe you weren't just ready you weren't in the right headspace for it or you didn't have enough time for it nothing happens before it's time so wonderful All right, everybody. I'm thinking I'm going to leave it there on that note. Remember, intentional well-being can be as small as taking a drink of water or sitting down and having a few moments to yourself. It can be daydreaming. It can be going for a walk. It can be hanging out with a good friend and talking about your dreams and your hopes and even sometimes your fears. I think intentional well-being is what you make it. And I want to thank Kara for being a great source of support and love and inspiration, and logistically uh, genius because that's just not <laughs> that's just not my wheelhouse. That's just not one of my strengths, and I'm grateful to have that. Shout out to Lola who's also helping us out. That's my sister in law, and a shout out to my team, yeah. Tiffany, Randy. And Nicole and Rachel, who are also helping us put it all this together, it's a magical team of folks who are putting this all together, and we're putting it together with you in mind, not as an afterthought in the forethought. So this is something that's going to be highlighting those of us who often get forgotten. We are centering you in this com- in this uh, conference, and we want to make it something that hopefully changes the way that you look at your body changes the way that you interact with movement or whatever it is. I'm hoping you can come and just have an intentional day just for yourself. Absolutely. Fabulosity. Thank you everyone for joining us for the intentional wellbeing podcast. Huge thank you to you, Kara, for coming on and speaking to me and being such an integral part of the process and my life. I'm grateful to know you, my friend. Oh,
1: thank you. The feeling is so very, very miserable. Awesome.
0: All right, till next time, everybody. Don't forget, if you like the podcast, give it a thumbs up. Go over there on Apple Podcasts and rate us. Share it with anybody you think might be interested in it. And I'm also interested in hearing... What other things should I be talking about on the podcast? Are there people you want me to interview? Is there stuff that you want me to do? So if you do, you can always drop me an email at Diane at DianeBondiYoga.com, or you can leave a message in the, you know, in the podcast notes, wherever you listen to this podcast. But please don't forget to go over there on Apple Podcasts, rate it. It really helps us out. Okay. Until next time, be intentional with your well being, and I'll catch up with you later. Bye.